AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Growing up in the church, did you ever see an exorcism? Like, was it? Yeah. You did. Welcome to Kesha and the Creepies. Today is one of my best friends and a very special guest, Ben Abraham, singer, songwriter, artist, extraordinaire. (laughs) I'll take it. Whatever descriptors you've got. (laughs) One of my favorite singers and songwriters. Aw. One of my top, top favorites. Well, that's very kind. You have great taste. So I I receive that as high praise. (laughs) (laughs) I... Remember when you sent me a video not that long ago of you singing Praying? And I was like, damn it, Ben, you can't sing my song that we wrote together (laughs) better than me. (laughs) I'm about to look like a fool. (laughs) Nobody sings it better than you, just so we're clear. Uh, (laughs) No, not true. (laughs) It's on my Instagram if anybody wants to see it. Oh, thank you. That's very, that's very kind. I mean, that what an amazing experience that was. I know. So we met, for those listening who don't know our backstory, we met because we wrote Praying Together with Ryan mm. Lewis. And that turned into like probably the most important song of my life and a very pivotal moment 
for me and from what you've told me, it was a cool moment for your life too. It's just like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, life changing, life changing, same, super life changing for me. And then you performed at the Grammys with me, which was, isn't that why? And three so. years ago, like last week. Oh my God. Yeah. That feels like I've, I've done a lot of dumb, crazy, wild, insane shit. Uh-huh. That was definitely, I think, the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I, I get that. Yeah, it's funny. that gra- I, I feel really lucky that I had that experience because um, I guess as a musician, we all, there's some part of our brains, even if you're like, who cares about awards and all that stuff? There's still some part of your brain that's like, that's a goal in your career. I feel really lucky that I was first exposed to it kind of in secret and in hiding through you because it really dispelled it for me. Like it was walking in, you have all these expectations. And I remember there being a moment before it even started where I was standing. I remember you were in that dressing room upstairs and I, I'd come to say hi to you. And then I walked out onto your balcony and looked over the the space and I was like, oh, it's like, it's a show in a big arena and it's fun and it's not that, it's not everything. This is not like what all music is about. It was something kind of, I feel lucky that I was exposed to it then so that, you know, if I'm ever lucky enough to go back there with my own work, I feel like I've already gone through the feeling of it once before. Yeah. So I'm not going to have this like intense kind of build up. It's like a mythical thing. It's like seeing the Loch Ness monster or something. Yeah. yeah. And then once you're like up there in it, you're like, oh, okay. Well, or also just like you something see it's that- like you see, it's like it's not really a monster. It's just like two old dudes with like a stick and a broom and like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've all yes, it's a. But we've all agreed that like it's really important, and that's great. Yeah, people love. I believe people love ritual, like yeah. marriage or baptism or yeah. Christmas, yeah. whatever it is. We like reasons to celebrate. Uh, yeah. I have like this very weird thing where art isn't a competition. Yeah. But then, but then it is because there's number ones and then there's number twos and you come in at number yeah. two and you're bummed that it's not number one instead of being like, holy shit, my song's number yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. So but it's It's, it's so weird. hard when it gets ranked. Like, like it's, it's the idea of it being a race. Yeah. When it's like, and I com- mean, and I know competition that you, element. you feel this, like, how do you compare there, like some of my favorite musicians in Melbourne, where I'm from and where I am at the moment are like weird ass noise artists who like can stand on a stage and create these really challenging, crazy noise scapes, soundscapes. And they're so inspiring. And then I can take that and as filter it through my lens and maybe incorporate some of that noise into a song that might become a big pop song. Yeah. How do you say that one is more important than the other, especially if one kind of inspired the other thing. And it's crazy that we live in a world that makes forces us to compete with each other and like rank those. Oh, things. I'm like a big fan of not competing anymore. Yeah. Like I've decided for better or for worse, this could be the end of my career. <laughs> But I'm not going to compete with anybody anymore. I'm just, it's so exhausting. It is so exhausting. So much energy put into something that isn't even 
Like we created it. It's not really real. Yeah. Like I had that same moment at the Grammys when you were there and I just couldn't stop crying hysterically because I was so nervous and I would like look out and Elton John's like walking down the hallway and I was like, what is life? (laughs) This is so weird. And then you just get out on the stage and you play a song just like you'd get out on stage and play a song at like a radio show or any other place like at the coffee shop. And you realize it's like, wow, it's like this whole big thing that we constructed to make a big ordeal about art. And you realize that you look back, I don't know who won best. I don't, I don't know if I remember a lot of the awards. I mean, I remember who beat us. <laughs> yeah. In terms of yeah, like, we do. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it was weird and it was scary and I can't really say it was fun because I felt like I was going to shit my pants and I was wearing a white suit and (laughs) it was quite a time that we lived through together and we did it it. and we lived it and and it was it's an immortal moment now (laughs) but I didn't realize that you were raised religious Pentecostal Mm. because I was raised like Catholic school and then like would just go to like the super churches and I was just trying to figure out which one fit and like none of the none of them fit just right and I was so mad about it but I didn't know you had a religious upbringing too and then now knowing that when I listen to your music again I'm like oh I hear that I hear like that like a little gospel element or just I hear the church in it yeah I like that I know I had no idea well it's I mean faith is such a especially right now it's such a hectic time to to be affiliated with any of that stuff and to and to even talk about it there are so many this people get so angry about this subject and i feel like i was raised so like my parents are ministers they still are ministers and i and they pentecostal yes but that also means something so different in Australia to America, like the Pentecostal church in America, as I'm sort of learning is like snake handlers and like, uh, yeah, it, it includes this kind of storm the capital, bring your guns fundamentalist part. Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't happen in Australia as much. Um, so it's, I feel nervous even kind of saying that I kind of have grown up in that. Cause my parents are also like really smart, thoughtful, beautiful people. Uh, who weren't raised Christians, they both had like radical conversions. And um, so I was, and they're both musicians. So I was raised in a sort of art infused spirituality, certainly music infused spirituality, more than the like, let's, we're at war with the world and we will conquer. Like it wasn't that at all. It was like, God is real and big and how can we possibly understand what any of that means? And music is part of the search. I love that. And I think that religion is a scary topic, but comma slash and. Yeah. (laughs) I think that it's fun to talk about because it's kind of why I made the podcast is to just talk about like what supernatural things or paranormal or just what are the things that make that challenge your worldview and for me that's been a mostly spiritual thing so it's kind of like a little sneaky way to get people to talk about like why they think we're here or what happens after or like you know what i mean so i think just having a nice conversation with somebody about 
the universe. Why should people get so angry about it? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I often wonder if some of it is typically religious people have detached from the lived experience part of being a human and have just invested everything into the ideas of how the world should be. Rather than this, I think religion is most interesting when there's like the ideals of like, this is what it could be, but then it collides with the reality of this is what it is. And there's this weird space between those. It's like a tug of war where it's like, okay, we're supposed to, you know, if God tells me that I can be happy and I'm not happy, there's not something wrong with me. It's just, I have to live in the middle of this tug of war between these ideas. And to me, that's interesting. And I think that what we're seeing at the moment is this like rabid fundamentalist, these people that refuse to acknowledge how life is. And they're just like, we all need to live according to the way that this could be and should be. But it's like, the world is falling apart in front of you. It's, and there are some things that are just unprecedented. I mean, not in history. Of course, there's been pandemics before, but in my lifetime, our lifetime, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. I never knew to expect it. I knew, never knew to prepare for it. It wasn't really yeah. on my radar. I was just trucking along doing my thing. So to have like a full stop and be able to take in everything that's going on yeah, for me has been like very life-changing, really spiritual. And yeah. I'm seeing that the more open we are with our humanity and maybe like, I know me for sure, like TikTok came out when I was 21 or 22. Like I've done some dumb shit and it's on camera and I am aware <laughs> that it was dumb. I am sorry. I am embarrassed. I wish it was not on camera. But that being said, you can also like, I'm a human. Well, I was a young see, little this, idiot. I think, this, I think this is like, this even ties in a bit with what we're saying. Like, there's, there's, you're saying this now with this idea of like what life should be and reflecting on yeah. things that you've done that maybe were not in line with what it could be. But that's part of the human experience. And I think it yeah. could be one of the things that we celebrate. I mean, obviously, I don't want to wade into this too far because this is a fraught conversation. But I think it's okay to look back and be like, I did some really dumb stuff. And now I've changed and I've grown. And it's I'm kind of cool to have documented that. So I'm, well, I, I'm not the same person now. That's the thing. You have to be able to grow and learn from your experiences versus for me, I just see people getting canceled and I'm like, but this is a great opportunity to like yeah. grow and change. I Isn't mean, that more beneficial than having someone live in shame and guilt for the rest of their life? Like what about exactly you acknowledge, you understand, you learn, you apologize, you mean it and you act different. And, and I see you learning and growing and trying. That's yeah. like why it's always so important for me. It's not like I ever think I'm going to change anybody else's mind. Yeah. Like even on this or through my songs. No, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. But I like to like, I like to try to have you see something from a different perspective. And this is my perspective. Yeah. So try yeah. it on. If you don't like it, throw in the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I don't even know what the point of all of this was, to be honest. I forget <laughs> what the... I'm supposed to be interviewing you, and I don't remember That's what the question was. <laughs> it was something about the Pentecostal church. Oh, like, what does it oh, mean? Because yeah. you were saying it's really different in Australia. So it's just like, 
So because okay. here in the south, it's like a little you, more extreme. So, so give I'll me give your version. You, okay, I'll give you the. This is the theological. Um, this is very funny that I'm talking with Kesha about this. So I love this, and we can edit. <laughs> <laughs> you also don't have to. You can also I, skip. No, no, no. I. So just so you know, I have no problem talking about this stuff because I am, we can get into this. I, t- I really am at a point in my life where I move between being like, yeah, I think I believe this. And then being like, actually, nothing is real. The universe is completely material. When we die, we die. And, you know, so I sort of. Same. I'm oh, quite I'm with comfortable you. moving between us. So uh, basically the, the difference between the Pentecostal church and say the more broad church, beside the kind of branding of Pentecostalism is that. The story goes that when Jesus came to earth, he told all these great stories and kind of started a community of people that he was like, when I'm gone, you can keep going. And then he died and then went to heaven, uh, came back to life, went to heaven. It's the story. And then rather than just going and starting the community straight away, a whole bunch of people waited and then like, uh, this is so funny that I'm getting into this, but it'll help you understand the kind of spirituality culture that I've grown up in. The concept of Pentecostalism is that they didn't just have the stories about Jesus to tell, but like literally the spirit of God came and it says that like there was like fire among above their heads and they spoke in tongues and all this kind of stuff. So Pentecostalism is supposed to be this hyper spiritual version of Christianity. And then over the centuries, it's kind of waxed and waned. And then you get some churches that have done away with that stuff altogether and are like, we don't believe in any kind of spiritual element we just believe in the like teachings of jesus and it's a bit more chill and just like community focused so in theory the pentecostals are the ones that are like clapping their hands and like cut like doing exorcisms and seeing the kind of crazy stuff whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com 
I'm like really here for the crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm I, here I, for I, all the I crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like a mm. okay, the Holy Spirit, that <laughs> feeling. As yeah. I love that terminology for it because I don't know about you, but if you've ever like when I hit that high note when I we were recording praying and I made everybody leave the room. Yes. I just opened my mouth and that fell out. I didn't know she lived in there. Yeah. I didn't know she existed. And in that moment, I was like, oh, damn, that wasn't me. That was something or I, something else. I absolutely believe. So, like, again, I, I stop me if I ever get too into this, but it's, you know, I think that some people would say that the Holy Spirit aspect of God is the creative energy, is the kind of creative yeah. part of um of life. I don't know if you remember um Elizabeth Gilbert, the author who wrote Eat Pray Love, gave a TED talk years ago. And oh, she no, talks, you've told me about this. I haven't seen it's it. It's okay, so great. And me. she talks about the idea of um of artists have uh, we we impose the idea of genius on people. We say they are a genius, that person is a genius. She said that that's quite a contemporary idea that actually traditionally the concept was that a person had a genius which I think she even described it. Some people wrote about it as if it was like almost like um, like a, a demon that lived in their house or something that fed them ideas. So that rather than like you being the source of your genius, some crazy mathematician just has these ideas implanted into their brain from an outside source. And she talked about <clears throat> how that is kind of liberating as artists because it takes away the responsibility we have to wrestle with ourselves and pull out ideas and actually – Instead of reaching in here, we kind of reach up there looking for the ideas to drop into us. And she talked about there's this poet. I mean, people should just go and watch the talk. But I loved um, when she talked to, told the story of some poet who described the process of writing a, poet, a poem where she was out in the fields in her house in the country, wherever she was. And she could feel this poem like barreling toward her over the plane and ran into the house as she felt this wind of an idea passing through her, like reached her hand up and grabbed it and pulled it back to earth, writing the poem, pulled it backwards, grabbed the tail, pulled it backwards and wrote the poem in reverse. Because ah, this idea chills. passed through her. And to me, like that's the, if there is a Holy Spirit, that's the function of that. And that is why every it doesn't happen all the time, but you would have experienced this and you've just said that you have. Sometimes you're performing or creating or writing and there's such a flow and such a thing that comes on you that you're like, that wasn't me. Like it was me, but something like a wind came through me. and It was like a possession. I feel yeah. like a, I, when you just told that story, I have to tell you. I got chills from like the top of my head down my neck and down my legs and arms. And that's, I've never said this out loud to anybody. So let me just tell it to the whole world. Um, that's my secret for me and my higher consciousness or whatever you want to call it. That's my like secret tell. I'm like, okay, when something is like really just true, just give me full body chills yeah. and then I'll know it's like for real true. So when you were saying that, I got my, I got my like little, See, so, tell. I mean, this is, I grew up being taught this is why like artists are so sensitive as people because we're vessels. We're supposed to be filled with something for it to pour out of us. That's why we're so susceptible to substance abuse and different addictions because we have the capacity to hold 
so much of that creative energy. I just feel everything all the time. And I feel like, I mean, you tell me, but I just feel like I notice every little tiny thing Mm. to the point where it's like, I'm so annoyed with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, just stop noticing everything. Yeah. But I think that's almost like, because I sometimes think I'm being psychic, but I think I'm just like uber perceptive. Yeah. But I I mean, that's, isn't that part of, that's part of it as well. Like as, as creatives, we are, I feel like it's the, I don't know if this has been your experience. I find as an artist, I'm forced into this weird outsider's perspective on every moment of my life. I think of it like, um, yeah, like if you have a photo, if you take a, like a photo of a party, there's the people in the photo enjoying the party, but the person that took the photo had to be outside the moment to capture that. And I feel like as artists, sometimes we're kind of forced to both be at the party and having a great time, but there's this other part of our brain that's constantly observing everything. It's like you're saying, this heightened awareness all the time. But I think that's the yeah. stuff. That's what qualifies us for those moments, for that we have this space in our brains that when we need it and when we're called upon to become the vessel, we just, it gets filled with that stuff. And, you know, I mean, I chase those moments in my life. Like you were saying Me about too. seeing the high note where you're just, you get to the end and it's the best. It's like a high because you're like, I don't know how that, how that happened. I don't know what just came over me. That's where my self-confidence comes from. I'm like that one time six years ago, I opened my mouth and sang that one note. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're just like little tiny moments like that that happen like not very often for me. Yeah. feels like you're being struck by lightning. Yeah. I feel like your genius probably is more active. Mine has been dormant and <laughs> depressed lately, but I'm trying to I'm trying to give her some. Remember when you hit the high note? Okay, yeah. we got this. <laughs> but like, it's moments like that that are like they make me proud to be myself. Yeah, just when you impress yourself, and I don't know, it's just really weird. Like this past year, I just have been like feeling that like holy spirit i didn't know that was a pentecostal thing but i've been feeling that spirit come and go more often but you can't ever you can't summon it it comes to you it's like a cat (laughs) yes (laughs) but like when we're writing okay we were writing in my backyard writing you know writing songs and i was trying to play the saxophone Oh no! What do you think I'm gonna say? Oh, no, Wait, you go. No, 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 no! Go, 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 go! <laughs> Which thing? Is it just when you're standing on the side of the pool, going like this with your eyes closed, singing to the trees? <laughs> it was like my favorite thing. <laughs> that was not. I mean, there was nothing religious going on there. I just every now it doesn't happen every time. That is so. <laughs> so we were writing this song. And I was so feeling it. And so like I was really connecting with because I sort of sometimes my approach, not all songs are like this, but some songs I feel like we're finding them. I feel like I'm like, so literally this is what I do. Like I almost feel like the song exists and my job is to kind of close my eyes and eliminate other sources of information and like feel 
the song, right? It's like the it's like the elephant in the room, and the, or the six blind guys feeling the elephant, and they're kind of trying to get the shape of it. I sometimes songs come to me like that, and I was in those moments. I <laughs> so we were writing, and I was pacing across your backyard, and I felt I felt like the song was there, and I remember like singing it and just kind of feeling it out, finding like, is it here? And you kind of go, ah, no, it's not there. Ah, is it? There's something. So I was just lost in this moment. And then I remember kind of like looking up <laughs> and you and Drew were like. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> As someone that fully knows this feeling, like it was beautiful because it's something you can't really explain or touch. It's just all well, a no, feeling. It's, it's eliminating. It's not the head. You're not sitting there doing the math yeah. on, oh, we've said this bit and we've said this bit. And if we've gone to this note, we should go like. Even though those things are so helpful, sometimes just in the moment you can just you can just close your eyes and it's like you're you're looking for a current in in a river and you're like there it is and it starts to pull you along a bit. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Yes, or I get really excited that I like can't keep up with my own brain. Like you yeah. said something earlier, but I have to re-listen to this, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good song title." I'm gonna call you after we're done with this and make Great. you write the song with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that the songs that we've written, yeah, ironically, just happen to always have this very spiritual nature to them because they're about yeah. like fundamental sides of our humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the one where you go, ha. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, which I still think is, that's one of the best things Fun we've made. Sometimes the world will hear that song and I be the better love for that it. song. Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a great, it's a great song. <laughs> it's very different than praying. I have to I say that. That's the, that's the, yeah, that's the sort of, 
the downside to the intensity that I I think, or at least maybe it's just the last few years of my life I've been so interested in that search. Um, I definitely could have a little bit more fun in my in my music and creative. Do whatever feel. Do whatever the wind throws at I you. Mean, yeah, I I can't do anything else. I've I've tried. I tried the LA, you know, when I first moved to LA and was writing songs with all these different people, I tried to like put the coat on that was like, in the club. For you? Like for your own music? No. I can't even imagine this. Just to be, just to give people what I was like, this is obviously what you want. And then I realized I was like, that's just not, I'm not anywhere near as good as the guys that do that. So I'm just going to be the... No, Ben, I you're think not. you're just too honest and like spiritually on a specific quest to like be talking about popping it at the club. Unless you're popping it at the club. I, I just it. personally, <laughs> I personally experienced you usually were like crying together. Or <laughs> <laughs> we did pop it at the club once. There was one. Oh, okay, we did. Okay, well, and so we'll have one pop it at the club song. Have one hey. at the- <laughs> <laughs> I love. It was the first time I heard your song, Brother Tongue. Oh yeah, so it is called. Yeah, and it's so beautiful. And is that have like speaking in tongues in it? Yeah. Well, can you tell everybody about it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the songs about. The song's about the space that exists between us. Like I I think of all of life is kind of filled with longing and there's two types of longing. There's like the longing that's like directed up to something beyond us and then the longing that's directed horizontally to the like people around us. And the song's inspired by this idea that like you can be so close, you can get as close as you can to other human beings and there's still this space. Um, yeah. And which to me is a real spiritual but also a very, like, human reality. Uh, and I wanted, I mean, a big theme of the record of the whole album is is this quest in spirituality, and I wanted to incorporate stuff that I grew up understanding as as God and as spirituality, and so praying in tongues was part of that. Uh, and, yeah, so there's just a moment in that. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anyone pray in tongues on a, record before but there's this moment where it's like i love it people like i love that bit of the mouth percussion in it and i'm like great like if it sounds like beatboxing then great and i mean in (laughs) in a sense it is but it's also like what i love about the concept of of praying in tongues and i'll bring this up purely because i think it has creative implications the whole idea of it was that was like one of the things that arrived at pentecost when the holy spirit came upon people the first thing they did was pray in tongues. And there's all this mythology around whether it's like good or evil or whatever. What I love about it is if you want to express yourself using your voice, we are forced typically to use words which are instantly reductive. If you say, if I feel something for you and then I say love, that instantly eliminates all the other options and brands that feeling. It kind of squeezes that feeling into a word, which can be very powerful. But sometimes your heart or your soul wants to like express more, especially through like the concept of prayer. What I think is really interesting is like, if you want to ask for something, sometimes it's like 
I don't even know what I want to ask for. I don't know what I'm feeling, the anxiety I'm feeling. And if I say I'm scared, it's so much more than scared. If I say I'm unhappy, yeah. it's that reduces it to language. So the concept of praying in tongues, like it eliminates the need for meaning, but it still produces the reaching out. It's still your voice being engaged, trying to like grab something. Does that make sense? Yes. No, completely. I it's just want to like let you improvisational. Finish. It's like, it's like, so in a music, so there is also then singing in tongues, which I put on another song, which is it eliminates the, the need to pin down lyrics. It's just, and it's different even to improvisation because you're not just like jazz scatting according to rules. It's you're switching off the brain. You're walking through the backyard, just doing this, like reaching for something, but still reaching. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes perfect sense because I, I feel like the, English language. That's mm. the one I, it's the only one I know, unfortunately. I know a little bit of Spanish, but not very much. So <laughs> English can be so anticlimactic. Like yeah. when I tell someone I love them, it's like, I want to squeeze their faces and yeah. jump on them and shoot fucking glitter out of my eyeball holes and like, yeah. I want to cover them in like this golden rainbow light of goodness and be like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't just like love you. Like yeah. I want to make you feel this fucking way that I feel because yeah. it's so intense and yeah, it can be and reductive. So and exactly like, I mean, you learn, we always learn all the time that there's these German words that are like schadenfreude or like, um, one of my favorites was, uh, what's the word? Um, Oh, I'm going to, I can't remember it now, but it, it literally means the sadness that exists between wishing the world, wishing a dreaming of the world as it could be and living in the world as it is like this, like sadness, oh, you know? So like there that, are languages. What's that, the uh, word for that? That's I'm amazing. Try, um, uh, I, I'm so annoyed that I can't remember this, but it, I will. It's okay. I'll remember text it, it at to some me. point. Text, text it to me. We can, we can just put it up here uh, on, yeah. on a video. <laughs> We're going to put it in text <laughs> just, right there. Um, but, you know, like I think, yeah, by, by nature, language and even to an extent music is, um, I heard a composer describe this. It's a little bit axiomatic in that once you draw the black note on the music line or you say the word, it eliminates the possibility of all the others. And I think, yes. and that can be really powerful, but sometimes as human beings, that's what I love about the concept of speaking in tongues. Wouldn't, why wouldn't we want a language that's just the sound of language and the feeling of language, but it's the not, sound of it's the, feeling. Not the brain, the brain is switched off. Yeah. So it's just, so, you know, <laughs> not that you're going to speak gibberish to somebody you love, but certainly musically. I think that if we can engage with these sides of our, as a human being, these like tools that we have, it just opens our minds up to so much creative potential because we're not bound by the confines of the rules of that we've constructed. You're, you're so smart and fun <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> she can jump across the screen and just cuddle you right now oh my gosh no nice. i that's so smart and i loved the music that the world hasn't heard yet but they will in may or april i guess i don't know whenever 
Whenever you say whenever, whenever they get the this, pleasure of hearing it. This year, coming in 2021. This year, in 2021, they're going to get to hear your, like, I feel like it's a masterpiece. It's like a, it's so is, exciting. You've been working on it for so long. And it's gorgeous to listen to. You can just feel how much you care about it and all of the emotion coming through. It's just, thank it's, you. I can't use words. That's you just have to listen to it. Thank you. That's so, I'm so I, excited for it's you. It's a weird. It's weird because we finished the album like over a year ago, and it's weird sitting with it. And you can't help but it go through weird. these cycles of like, it's the best thing I've ever done, and then like, this is so unimportant in the scheme of where the world is. At. I mean, everything's unimportant. Yeah. Everything. That's what <laughs> I've realized is just like, everything is the most important. And then like also nothing matters and nobody cares. Yeah. So you just find what brings you that like filled with whatever it is that we're all craving. And I, and I feel like sharing that's also a scary process. Like making it is terrifying. Yeah. And then sharing it is so scary. Yeah. But then it's like, then you birth it into its existence for public consumption. Um, I would highly recommend not ever looking at one comment, but you do what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Because at that point, it's like, if you have, it's like if you birth a baby and it's ugly, (laughs) you're not gonna, you're like, no, that's a beautiful fucking baby. That's the most beautiful baby in the world. And some jackass who has no good taste could be like, your baby's ugly. And you'd be like, uh, you don't get it. Yeah. But now I feel bad about myself, (laughs) but your baby's like really dope and spiritual and gorgeous. So you don't have to worry, but thank you. Thank you. So uh, growing up in the church, did yeah. you ever see an exorcism? Like, was it? Yeah. You did. But it's very, I mean, it's not like the movies, right? Like, well, so this is just how I grew up. Uh, they're not, they're not like the movies in the sense that there's no, like, I don't know, things don't shake in the room, at least as I've experienced. But like, yeah, I've seen people like, I've seen like, teenagers like teenage girls get like crazy man voices and be like yeah i mean this is the where that part of my brain is like whether it's a spiritual thing or just some kind of like psychosomatic human science thing it happens so like you can grapple with kind of what the meaning of it all is but i have absolutely seen yeah, I've seen people's like eyes roll back and like roll around the floor and like scream and like I've seen we used to um cuz my dad is Indonesian and he like he grew up super spiritual. My dad's not a he he doesn't feel things very spiritually as opposed to like my mom who's very like very spiritual. Uh but his dad was like a witch doctor and he grew up surrounded by this stuff. Like Indonesia is such a wait, spiritual Wait, wait, your dad's dad was a witch doctor? Mhm. Yeah, he died. You can't just like, you can't just like throw that out there. (laughs) Go on. Well, he died. He died when my dad was very young. So I didn't grow up knowing him at all. But I guess I say that to like for people that grow like for people like my dad from Asia and from like that part of the world. Spirituality is just a given. There's not really even a debate around like 
what is and isn't kind of, you know, which is an interesting thing when you live in the West. And I guess that's part of maybe why I've grown up so spiritual. Uh, but yeah, like, so my dad had all that stuff when he was a kid. Um, and we used to, we, when we would go over and visit like my uncle's church in Indonesia, we would see stuff like that. Just like these sweet old women, like come forward and be like, I need you to pray for me. And and then as they get prayed for, all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> I mean, and it's just, I, it's, it's just, it's so I, I can tell you what the idea of it as, as we were taught is, and then you can grapple yeah. with what it really is. Uh, for yourself. Well, I think of like a going to a Slayer show, but for a grandma. I, like I you mean, get I to guess, go. I guess it's and like, like that. I mean, it's it's the idea is that there's something tormenting them if it's like a demon possession thing. It's so funny. I remember I just I loved listening to the Alice Cooper talk. <laughs> Some of the stuff he was saying was so I just know how he's being like as a Christian, like how he's being taught. It's just, I was just like, just even the way he was like, Oh, don't even go near Ouija boards. And like, it's just so yeah. funny. It's just stuff that I grew up kind of being told. Um, but the idea is that these people are like tormented by like a spirit that just wants to kind of mess with their head and what, and just torment them. And so when you pray, you're trying to be like, get away from this person. You have no, you know, and then, in that process of trying to extract these evil forces, there's like a manifestation of stuff. And I've, I mean, it's funny. A I've manifestation. Even, what do you mean by a manifest, like a physical manifestation? Yeah, but it's their body responding to something spiritual. So I've seen like a friend of mine who, um, who was just, we were just having a very simple, like, I, I, I wasn't even part of it, but I remember kind of stopping in. He was just being prayed for because he was, I guess, dealing with some stuff. And these ministers, he was sitting in the chair, really normal and just like, yeah, I just need some prayer. And then in the process of them praying for him, his whole body like tensed. And then he just sort of gets really agitated and like, you know, the breathing sort of. And then, you know, that's when they're like, who am I talking to right now? And it'll be like, nobody. Like if, if I was going to act it out, that's literally what happens. And you can feel like. Wait, you were there for this? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't involved. <laughs> this is so, I feel so like vulnerable as I tell these stories. <laughs> no, you don't have to tell me anything you don't want to. No, I can cut I, anything I, you I, want. Exactly. But- I think it's, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just more like, I can just, I feel like you're. Like Francis is going to be in the corner being like, what is going on? No, she's on? in the corner always doing that face. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a mask on so you really can't tell at all so. <laughs> she's very expressive eyes though yeah. Uh, yeah i've been in the room i've been in the room for these things and i've um i mean this is the stuff that so when as you get older between this stuff and then even the like the amazing spiritual experience i've had through music and things where even if i'm like yeah you know what i don't believe if you were to have that moment as you get older with faith, where you're like, I think I don't believe in a lot of this. There are these certain experiences that I look back and I'm like, even if I don't believe it, I can't deny that that happened. I can't yeah. say that that didn't. And yeah, I mean, some some of the crazy things that we would just see. Yeah, it's, you know. What else? Your 
you're free to tell me all of the things. Let me think of other. I mean, and exorcism's kind. That's that's crazy. That's sound. That sounds like it could be a crazy experience. I personally had one done to myself, and oh, it was not did. nearly that. What? I tell did me. because okay, so I by whom. Oh my God. Okay. So this lady had a cat that was really cute. And that's why I now have the stupid cats I have that pee on my bed. Yeah. It started with Mary Alice. Mary Alice from Nashville was like, you have a demon in you. And I was like, oh no. But I did used to go like. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what do I do about it? And she's like, <laughs> and so she like swung a crystal over my stomach and said a bunch of things and, and her cat was there. And then I was like, okay, am I, am I good? And she's like, now I have to do like an exorcism of like your body in your bed and your whole house. So she came and put salt in every doorway, opened up all the doors. She like, lit some sort of herb and went around the whole house and like I was fully like prepared to be like okay I'm gonna turn into like the girl from the movie The Exorcist and like some crazy shit's about to happen but really I think I fell asleep my exorcism was really mellow (laughs) but I liked it to me it was kind of just like therapeutic to have some lady like pray over you I do think praying for someone is such and this is like non-specific to any religion just praying for someone or like sending them positive energy i think it's the kindest thing anyone could ever do to like take their time and their energy to like try to make sure like you're doing okay i think it's just so sweet yeah it's yeah. really kind so for her to just like do that granted i was probably paying her like 500 dollars, but yeah, we'll see anyways <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a nice little therapy session is what i looked at it yeah as. great i mean there's there's a video that you should go and look up uh it's okay. called firstly you can just google exorcisms and you'll see a lot of this stuff there are some pretty wacky people out there but there's one video that i think is worth looking at um there's an aussie journalist called John Safran, S-A-F-R-A-N. And he did this series. He's kind of like a Louis Theroux type journalist. He's very like, he's a a Jewish guy. He's super lovely and like really amiable as a person. And um, he did a series where he visited all these different religions and like participated in there. It's called John Safran versus God. And I, I think maybe he's agnostic or atheistic. I'm not sure. But he visited all these different faith traditions like he he was crucified in some town in like the philippines where they literally like nailed through his hands and stuff yeah super interesting guy his whole thing was like i'm just going to go and experience everything um and then the last one he did was this christian exorcist in america so he then gets an exorcism uh and he's he's a very he's a comedian so he's very like cynical and sarcastic and very funny and the video of his exorcism even to this day apparently he reflects on it like i don't know what that was because you watch he's this really he can't talk through the bit of a lift beneath you know i went and visited a muslim cleric and i like he's that's his whole tone of his 
experience. Yeah. And then you watch him. Five guys have to hold him down as he's like, <laughs> like it's wild. And they cut to oh they my show, God. they show like his camera crew and stuff just being like, we don't know what's going. Like they kind of break the fourth wall and they're like, we've never seen John like this. We don't know what's going on. So it's wild. Wait, it's, hold on. What's that called? So everybody, including myself, can write this down. John Safran versus God. That's the whole series. John Safran versus God. Oh my God. I'm so, oh my God. I'm oh so excited. God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think God is one of those words that has so much baggage and like yeah. shit on top of it that it's like, I don't even know about that word. Like it's a beautiful word, but at the same time, it's like, I want to make up a different. Yeah. Like, like how Prince became a symbol. I wish there was just like a symbol. Trying yeah. to figure out what it would be that hasn't already been used. If you yeah. think of anything, okay. send it my way. But that's insane, and I'm going to watch yeah. that. And your because we're like almost out of time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rapid fire, stupid great. questions. Great, great, Here great. we go. Great. What is invisible that you wish people could see? Well, maybe I haven't thought this through, but something that's invisible that I wish I could see is yeah. bad, bad smells. Because <laughs> I have no. Oh sense, my god! I have no sense of smell, so I wish I could. I didn't know that. I how I, did I not know that? That doesn't often come up. Hey, Kesha, how are you doing? What if the verse goes? By the way, I can't smell anything. You can't smell anything. <laughs> I can. I I wonder if what I have with smell is how people describe like legal blindness i think i can kind of make out shapes and forms i can often tell that there is a smell happening but i remember like this is when i knew i had a real problem when i was having like digestion health stuff and um this is a great podcast story i had i had to give a stool <laughs> I sample already love it. had to give a stool sample uh which um they give you like a little thing that you like you screw in and you're supposed to scoop out a bit of poo. And what they told me to do is poop into an ice cream bucket, get the lid of the thing, scoop it. So I did that. Uh, hey, everyone. I have so many and, questions, but go on. <laughs> and then so I'm sitting on the toilet. I've got my sample. I put it to the side and then I'm holding this little ice cream container of my poop. And I thought this is my one chance to find out if I can actually smell. Oh, so, no. <laughs> If there was just in my life, if there was like cameras, literally there would have been a shot of me like to to this day, I don't know what a poop smells like. Oh my God. You're the perfect boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But it means I I wash my clothes like after two wears because then I'm paranoid that. You know, I've been told that I don't smell, but that's something. It's happened. Oh. It's happened before with someone's used the bathroom <laughs> after me and gone, oh my God. And I was like, you evoked the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh my God. This episode's going to be Ben Abraham and I talk about poop. <sighs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, I think that's a great place to end. <laughs> so check out Ben Abraham's music at... I got, I just find my Instagram, Ben Ben Abraham. Um, Let's just do that. 
If Ben, mu- Ben, <laughs> if Abraham. If music is good, hopefully you'll just hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really good. Thank you. I can't wait for the world to hear it. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.